What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 107 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. I'm wearing dress clothes. Yes, you are. You, we are. There's a a massive uh, dichotomy in our dress at the moment. That's that's very true. I'm wearing uh, Puma flip flops, and that's all. And uh, that's it. And Joe is wearing a nice kind of plum plaid colored shirt with some some very fancy fancy pants pants. They call those pants. Uh, I, I I probably call them slacks. And I don't even know how you got those shoes so shiny. They are. You got a guy. You got you got a shoe guy. I mean, he's a kid, but sure. All right. Is that legal? <laughs> don't worry about it. Hopefully, it's not one of the children you oversee at the Boys and Girls Club. It's cool. Don't worry about it. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we'll. Move on from that topic. I, I pretty much came from a board meeting, but I, I think you look great. I, I'm my enjoy your commitment to excellence, and I will try to up my clothes game for the podcast as well. No, it's fine. It brings. I think people can hear when you're dressed better. You like that whole look good, feel good, play good thing. Like, but I don't feel <laughs> very good, <laughs> and I don't look that good because my shirt's untucked and like a button's off. I took my belt off. You so, know, so you, I'm not looking that great. I think I would look better in shorts and a t-shirt. So you're saying that playing disc golf in uh, dress clothes probably wouldn't work out so hot? Oh, hell no. Also, I played on Tuesday night. I went straight from work to the course, and I forgot one of my like main uh, pieces of attire for disc golf. And I'm not going to say it ruined my round, but it definitely was in my head much more than it should be. I know you didn't get me a lower tag. I don't. I don't really understand. Right? And I played better, too, which is bad. I think is. there just weren't good good tags. Like, I think all the shit tags come out for this now. Got it. I mean, I still got, I still moved up 20, so it's not bad. Yeah. Um, I forgot a hat. Oh, okay. And that's just not... I don't feel right without a hat playing Interesting. disc golf. I, I, yeah. I mostly don't just because of sun. I, I don't... I, I, I can play without a hat, no problem, but... But uh, over the course of a long round, I like the sun protection provided by. I don't, I don't care about that. By hat, <laughs> I don't care about that. Yeah, I know. But, I just. But I, I like, got this this pasty white skin. I like my hats. And you you got all that that tan. I got like pasty you know, Latin, white uh, Latin underneath jeans. underneath my watch. You too. You've got a killer watch tan. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's it's legit. San Diego helped me with that one. Yeah, yeah. The, clearly, I mean, it's uh, it's magnificent. But yeah, so um. I think it, it ruined my game. I did uh, I did not play great. Uh, my putting was okay, but I did hit like a 25-foot putt into a brutal headwind. Okay, that's very, good. I, I was very proud of that. Dude, 25-foot putts into headwind, that's, that's not by any means. That's a bonus. No, no, totally. Totally. And I like cranked a nose down just hard slam and it nice. went in and i was like yeah do it all the time no big deal no big deal <laughs> and i was like oh god <laughs> i can't believe that went in <laughs> i hope nobody knows i'm blushing it's fine <laughs> they probably noticed yeah yeah <laughs> like, mm, no big deal no big deal <laughs> be, like, be like joe uh, we all noticed that you threw a mid-range on that so oh shit uh so one one more small story about that round, and we can talk about what we're going to talk about this week. Um, uh, on fifteen, it's at Crane Creek. It's a little course, but they moved um, 
one of the holes to his like deep position, which it hasn't been in like three years, through pin high. Nice. <laughs> along the fence line. <laughs> like a good uh, five or six seconds of like, come back, come back, come back, come yeah. back, come back, come back. It yeah. did. It did. And, yeah. and I was blown away once I got down to it. I was like, oh, shit, all right. Well, I got the distance. One of the dumbest things I've ever done on that course was so there, there's a, a hole at our local course that has a fence line along it, and there's pasture like cow pasture in there and um, to a, a neighboring, you know, property. It's not part of the, the course that's on a, a regional park, but um, it, you, it's one of those holes that when, if you're not really, if you don't really know what you're doing, it's pretty easy to turn it over and it slopes away. So the disc can go a long, long way into the pasture because it slopes down a good like 50, 60 feet into the middle of this pasture. And uh, so I think it, it was early on and I threw like a cannon, like a legacy cannon or, or something along those lines that was pretty understable and a little bit of headwind. And I just turned the crap out of it all the way into the center of this field about it was probably like a Vulcan or something. It could have, it could have been that too. And uh, you landed about 60 feet from what I'm going to say is a thousand pound bull. Yep. Like a giant bull. And this is so like now there are signs up everywhere that's like do not go over the fence like we're gonna lose this course. Um, by the way, as I went to get my disc, I like legit no exaggeration saw seven discs. Oh, I'm sure. I'm in that, sure in that field. Yeah. So now you don't go in there anymore. But back in the day, we like there wasn't any signage. Like there was a fence, but it was like the neighbors weren't yet pissed about, about yeah. people running down in the middle of their pasture right very close to their dangerous thousand pound animal uh so i i went went down there and just decided like well it looks kind of fat and slow you know and i can probably beat it up this hill if it decides to come near me which is probably the one of the dumber things i've i've, I've well ever done. i climbed i climbed over with you i remember that mm. and i was like okay Here's a big rock on the ground. Here's another big rock. If that shit gets looking at Robin, I'm just going to make, I'm going to throw this rock into this one and make hella noise <laughs> and like act like a fucking rodeo clown and hopefully it'll <laughs> run after me. I'm close to the fence. I can get over and that'll give him time to get over the fence. So, but it ended up being very uneventful because I walked down very gently and easily and it just stayed there kind of sleep, you know, hanging out. Sleeping. I'm going to say sleeping. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's just hanging out. Uh, There were cows on the course uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, they're cool. I'm uh, officially cows, cool. Horses, hell no. Yeah, horses are a little more jerks. Um, So I played with a dude. I said this is the last thing I was going to say about this, but one more more story about my uh, day. There was a cow, like, right next to the basket, like, maybe within 10 feet. And um, on an upshot, one of my card mates threw the disc. Marty, you've met Marty. He bought one of our yeah, discs. Yeah, I met Marty. Um, he came within like two feet of the cow, startled it, and it kicked his disc to the basket. Nice. So he was- Count it. He went from like being 12 feet out to like on the pole. <laughs> he got a little stomp in his like uh, Origio harp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet. But uh, but it was a you know yeah. an easy an easy tap in. So if you've got uh, livestock stories uh, that that coincide with disc golf or other stuff, you know, let us know. We we'd love to hear it.
Maybe I don't know. Uh, it was like really cool. Like my story is kind of kind of very uneventful because I ended up just picking up my disc and the bowl never even moved and went back up. But in in retrospect, as a as a father at this point, that's something I like. I there's no very few discs that I would even have gone over the fence for at this point in my life. That was like back in the day. I, <laughs> I think even if I take the fatherhood, like looking at the wall over there, there are very few discs that I really even <laughs> am like. Yeah. I'm gonna spend 15 minutes throwing rocks at this. Like I can't honestly even think of of one. If it landed near a giant animal like that, I'd be like, "Oh hell no, yeah." If no. it landed near a giant animal, or um, if it's in out, like I'll be honest, if it's out in the middle of like a field of super tall grass, and like it, I know it's gonna take me 15 minutes to stomp through and find it. I'm probably just gonna be like, "Eh, yeah." You see videos of the people that like they they throw their disc in the middle of a frozen pond where the ice is not quite thick enough, and you see them smashing through it. I'm like, why? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, not. there was a, there was a time. There was a time. That there I was been there. No, for sure. I am, I am very far past that time. <laughs> Do you know how many reviews we've done that we've said like, you know, if I lost this disc, like I'd throw this one. Yep. We still have all those. I would throw this ones in <laughs> yeah, here. <laughs> exactly. So there's a lot of things that like I love that are a big part of my bag, but they're not irreplaceable. And at this point, the discs I really love, I have like five deep at <laughs> yeah, minimum totally. of them. So I mean I probably like three or four, but still like we're, yeah. we're good. So uh, yeah, definitely we're just, not. We're just jerks, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. You're, you're just yeah. I got so many discs. And like looking at this, it's so funny. I'm looking at this one. I remember like weeks ago, I like purged everything from my house and brought it here. Mm-hmm. And then like the other day, I brought like thirty discs from my house to my office. And I was like, <laughs> how did I like reaccumulate these back at my house? <laughs> I think it's every time like after one of our episodes, I'm like a little tipsy and I'm like. Oh, I should throw that more. <laughs> oh, I should throw that more. And then I like every time I leave a podcast, I have like three more discs with me <laughs> and they slowly stacked up or like yep, I found them in nooks and crannies of my house. I'm like, oh, this one. Cool. Yeah. I don't even pick my discs up anymore. I just I throw it and <laughs> yeah. I put out and I just leave them on each hole. Here's the putter for you. You know, yeah, it works out. Works out pretty well. <laughs> no, that's a horrible <laughs> idea. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. My my uh my new charity for for local local impoverished disc golfers I I just uh play the entire round and come leave all about, the discs. Come to think of it, I have one. I think I have one disc in my. I probably have two discs in my bag. That um. There's no way I'm leaving them behind. Probably just one. Really, just one. My second run FD is the one that I'm. No, on. it's King Boo. Second run FD is replaceable. King Boo is not. I'm not giving you one of mine. That's. I know you're not giving me one of your <laughs> second runs, so it is. It's not replaceable. You have two, and I have three. I don't know if I have two. Oh, maybe you only have one. But I, think I, I only have one. I, I have three. Yeah, you have three. I think I only have one. Um, no, I love King Boo, but I could grab. I could grab one of those metal flake my, ones. My feelings okay. are hurt. I died that for you. No, I love King Boo. I listen. I love King Boo, but I reach for the second run. Far more often than right. King Boo, and Fine. my feelings aren't hurt. King Boo is Joe's uh, old, glow FD. original gangster. But glow that's when, FD. I, when I said two, and then I went down to one. Two was King yeah. Boo. But I so I I died Joe's uh, glow FD with a the King Boo Nintendo character Mario Mario yeah. on there. Um, but though that's so funny that like 
my irreplaceable discs are fucking FDs. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Robin, I feel like you've joined another church too. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. You mother. <laughs> <laughs> you said it in Slack. In general, it's known. Listen, you know, I I'm, think you I'm need to come not, clean. I'm not there. I yet. think you need to come clean. Just not there yet, Robin. I threw a trespass. It was okay. Is that enough? Is that, is that it, was o- it was okay. <laughs> it's, it's been okay the last several times you've Okay, thrown. I like Trespass. It's All a right. good disc. All right. I've been using it frequently. For distance. For for shots that that I need to go really far and really perfectly straight. <laughs> and and land very close <laughs> to the basket. And it's amazing. <laughs> I'm Robin. <laughs> And I throw a trespass. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of it. Are you happy now? Are you happy? <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> what are we going to talk about this episode? <laughs> All right. We've got a great episode for you guys tonight. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about form. I uh, I found a really great picture that, that in my mind, exists you know, really exemplified all, all of some of the, the most important form aspects. And I added some labels to it. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, we have a, a great question from one of our listeners about, uh, the tour series discs that we're looking forward to. And, uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk quickly about some tournaments that, that happened over the weekend, the Texas state disc golf championship and the vintage open. And then we're going to debut a new segment which is the Raptor Roast. We have our Raptor range where we have a phone number for listeners to call in, which is 707-939-5476. You guys can leave us messages of any kind, and uh, we're going to play some of them, react to them, and probably make fun of them. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, probably probably going to do that. So I'm sorry. I would, I would never do that. But I, I think you're going to be Robin, okay with it. Robin's all about that. Yeah. So, and then we got our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring on the course. Tonight, we have the Dynamic Discs Maverick, and we're going to pair that with Arctic Devil Barley Wine by Midnight Sun Brewing Company. They're out of Alaska. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. That's cool. I think it says Anchorage. Oh, okay. So, Um, we got the Maverick and Arctic Devil. And Iceman. I mean... Arctic Devil. Arctic. De- okay, you know, like, uh, like, like, sometimes they call Iceman Arctic Devil. Like, you know, like, uh, I, you I, know, I, like Top 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 Gun Maverick and an Iceman slash Arctic Devil. Sure. Yeah. I mean, seems legit. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the thing. I'm also like looks cool and it's like super high ABV. Or, or maybe Arctic Devil was Iceman's favorite beer. I mean, uh, probably. I I I think. I remember that from the movie. I mean, that's probably true, but I also would not be blown away if it was Bud Ice. <laughs> the dude was pretty bro Like, I could have seen him getting down on some, some Bo Bice. Yeah, yeah. There's some Zimas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... I feel like... Was there a time... Was there a time when Zimas were like, you're hella cool, you drink Zima? I... I don't remember it. Slash, was there ever a time where it was like? I feel like that might be now. Actually, was it cool? <laughs> was it cool? Was there a time where it was cool to drink Smirnoff Ice? No. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a shithead liar and be holier than thou. Have I downed some Smirnoff Ice in my day? Yeah. Yeah. 
I've probably I've, I've destroyed. I've remember there was that that I've whole been iced. that whole marketing thing of icing people and you know that that you know that. I, but you know to answer your original question, I think it might be really cool to drink Zima now because one you got to find it. I feel like didn't they like put it back out? Didn't it like? I you tell me, Mister Zima know. expert. And is it like Smirnoff Ice? I don't know. It wasn't around. I have honestly never had a Zima. I haven't either. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So I I would assume that it's like a Smirnoff Ice. That's that was like that's a, my like thought. A, like a malt, like a, a seven uppy yeah malt 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 liquor. But I, I got I honestly got no clue. Um, we should get some Zimas and, and check it out. Um, is it over six percent? I have no idea. I'm out. But <laughs> what if it, it? Yes, yes, it is. What if like we never knew it and Zima was like nine percent? I'm I'm sure, dude. I would get down on Zima. I'm, it, uh, if it was nine percent, I'm sure one you would know, and two you would have a lot of them. You know what I want? I'm the, I'm I don't think anyone is going to be able to help me with this. I I very much doubt it. But if there are people that could, maybe they're listeners of this podcast. If you have any connections to malt liquor with caffeine. I don't. I don't think they do. I don't think so. But if 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 you uh, knew Sparks was going out of business, and you got yourself like cases of that, like hit me up. If you got like that four loco, that juice with caffeine in it, I, I'm down to drinking on a podcast. You are a hobo. I'm I'm convinced. Like, oh yeah, you're wearing you're wearing nice clothing, which is throwing me off. But it's just an elaborate ruse. Listen, these clothes. They're not cheap. My paychecks are very small. <laughs> I got to make up for it somewhere. Google is telling me that Zima is indeed back. Unfortunately, um, I, I have no idea where I would buy it, and it's not giving me an Amazon link. Normally, an Amazon link pops up if you Google anything. So, Oh, you just switched that for a second? <laughs> you, you went to... Uh, I totally thought that was for Zima for a second. Oh. I was like, four, three, six. <laughs> Zima's amazing. I never knew. <laughs> uh, beer advocate. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, thought, I, I totally thought you went to beer advocate for Zima, and I was like, that shit's good. What? Yeah, no, nope, it's for the beer tonight. Probably, it's probably. I'm gonna go with probably not good. Probably yeah, no. not good. I'm gonna probably go with like around around five percent. Yeah, that sounds good. But let's let's get on to the first one, uh, which was I, I want to talk just briefly about form, just in general, because we get a lot of questions just all over the place, and you'll see it really anywhere in in uh, disc golf message boards or Reddit or even on Instagram or in people posting pictures of themselves throwing and and trying to figure out what the best way to throw a disc is. And um, while there are a lot of different ways for right right hand backhand. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly. the answer. Yeah, um, and lefties, you're cheaters. So I'm sorry, right. but it's yep. you know accept who you are and just embrace your role as Iceman, um, and uh, th- that'll be fine. But uh, I found James Proctor on his Instagram posted uh, a set of pictures of him playing a, a course up in in what I assume is Grass Valley, um, and there's one of them at the very end that uh, caught him just perfectly at the brace in his throw and the brace is the exact moment that your weight shifts forward and you're generating all of the power into the disc uh transferring all of your momentum and the force of your body and halting it so that you can 
you can uh, you know release all of that energy into the disc and throw a powerful drive. And uh, it was it, immediately the picture just jumped out at me. Uh, I I may have gotten a little excited. Right. As soon as Robin cleaned himself off. As soon as I, I took a little time for myself uh, and I came back and, and went to analyze it. But uh, I, I took the time to add some labels to it. And if you check out my Instagram, um, the Disc Golf Podcast Instagram. So it's Instagram.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast or the Disc Golf Podcast is the username on there. But I posted it there. I also posted it on Reddit. So if you're on Reddit, you can you can find it there. Um, but I thought it was a really, really helpful tool for people just not even knowing what their form should look like. And specifically kind of the, the nose down part of, of releasing a disc. It it really shows how, uh, how it much more exaggerated. I don't think people realize how much you have to angle your wrist down to get the disc to release nose down. So uh, I, the picture itself was just very helpful, even for me, you know, reminding myself of some of these things because I've, you know, far from, from perfect form. So, um, but it was a it was a nice kind of reminder of some of the things that I feel like I forget sometimes. And it also just... Was a reminder about how much better James Proctor is yeah, than all and, of us. Yes. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like I'm not even totally sure that my body can can I I don't th- I think it'd probably take 15 minutes to like fake this picture. Yeah, like, I don't know that I physically could <laughs> fake it. I'm be honest. <laughs> and uh, the dude's forearms, it looks like he's been doing some work. Yeah. So yeah, no, um, it's 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 beef, and it's uh, I I saw on Reddit really good comments. Um, aside from one dude, but. You can won't be able to see those. Um, no, I think it it's super rad. Um, I mean, I made one edit that maybe I'll share in the Slack group. You have to. Um, but uh, no, it's it's gorgeous form. It's everything you want all in one. You know, I think uh, Danny uh, Lindall Lindall talks a lot, and he he knows his form really well, but he knows that he doesn't have it all. Yeah, um, and he'll and he'll talk about that. So it's nice to be able to take the things he says and and Seabass and Mobius and all those people on Reddit and and be like, "Yep, this is it." And it was pretty much unanimously like, "Yep, yeah, <laughs> yep." That, there was that's... a couple things, and I actually added edits to it afterwards to to add all the the different different elements uh, of the throw. But it, if you follow us anywhere, check it out because I, I think it'll be really helpful for anyone that's confused about what kind of the perfect. Uh, the perfect brace and and throw should look like for any disc golfer, um, and there's a lot of different elements. But but if you can you can work on even a few of these, mm-hmm. I feel like getting the nose down is probably one of the easiest of all the adjustments in form because you don't change how you throw. All you have to do is just consciously angle your wrist down. You know during the throw, you basically just you know if you were uh, just holding your fist out vertical and just point it down as far as you can um, towards the ground. You really do have to exaggerate it that much. Um, And this shows in this picture how much he's really doing that to get the nose of the disc down. If you think about the disc like a wing, um, if if the nose of the disc comes out up, it's going to sky into the air. It's going to slow down quickly. It's going to rise and fade out. If the nose is down, it's going to glide forever. So... 
um, I, I think anybody that's looking to improve their form, check that out and, and get after it. Yeah. It made me want to get out in the field and like remind myself how to throw. Right. But once again, the time to work on all that is the field. Yeah. Don't go into play with your friends or play in a tournament trying to work on that. As soon as you start trying to do a little mechanic, there is a very good chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's a very good chance that you know tweaking one piece of your mechanics is going to throw off all the other pieces until you bring it full circle. Yeah, no, it's so true. So don't be, don't be upset. Don't be blown away that as you work on on pieces of this that your distance might go down or the flight might be a little funky it's bringing it all together that gets you there so don't don't be bummed you're on the right track if it's feeling good and you know you're doing those pieces right just slowly bring them together don't stress out yeah i agree and also like don't watch videos about putting right before you go to play around no definitely never do that <laughs> i can i can i know from experience yeah i know <laughs> That you should not watch a a putting video that is drastically different than your current putting style right before you go play around. That will result in uh, very, very poor putting. But yeah, I'll tell you like some of my worst drives I've ever had is when I start thinking about form things like while I'm like mid X step. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, do this. Oh, no. Oh, God. What did I do? (laughs) What did I do? Oh, I just anhyzered a trespass. 400 feet to the right it's gone forever (laughs) yeah yeah no definitely uh you know save that stuff for the field and and try and try and work on a couple of things at a time and and try not to wear yourself out yep slow it down to speed it up yep so let's why don't we talk about so we got a great question from uh matt uh matt raymond um who is a, a alaskan disc golfer and he asked us, uh, what Tour Series disc or uh, TFR are you most anticipating in 2018? So, um, I... Birds. So, TFR being Tour Fundraiser. Yeah. Just... Tour or Tournament Fundraiser. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. Go, go both ways. Um, but TFR, a Tour Fundraiser for me, the Jeremy Colling Thunderbirds. Yeah. I agree. Um, the, the, the same way... I loved, um, I, I continue to love Sexy Birds. Uh, I have the same affinity for Jeremy Cole and Thunderbirds. Yeah. I, I, you know, at first I didn't like them as much because they're, they're fairly overstable. Yeah, they're beef. But I, I've grown to love them more and more as, as I throw them more. And, yeah, I'm certainly very much looking forward to the, the Jeremy Colling Thunderbird. And, you know, as I recall, the last time we mentioned the sexy birds they came out that week so i'd say if you believe in the in the dgp bump uh you should be ready for jeremy calling thunderbirds this friday on innova discs i I, you know i just got a hunch i'm down so we're gonna buy a shit ton of those (laughs) (laughs) so we learned last year with the 17 uh sexy birds that buying a couple at the beginning and wanting more later is just not how you do it yeah you just gotta jump in and just we already had deep, deep. So, we've already had sexy birds drop. We've already had McPros. 
um, come out, and I got some of those those galactic uh, kind of swirly McPros, which are oh, awesome. Pretty. I I really love them. I to be honest, I I putted with McPros instead of P twos in my last round, and yep, and uh, which like isn't a huge departure. So if you've been listening since the early days, Robin was a full McPro uh, putter forever until there was the gross stamp. Yeah, and then he switched to P twos, and now the stamp is clean again, and the plastic is pretty. So, switching back to McPros, I wasn't like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> I think I was more blown away about you switching to P twos than I would ever be with you going back to McPros. Yeah, so it was. Uh, I still use the the P two, but but it, they were too pretty not to throw, and I I have reasonably good success with them. I mean, I suck at putting regardless of of what disc I'm throwing these days. So uh, no, you were clean for like the first five holes. Yeah, yeah. No, I was doing great for the first five holes, and then all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, that'll happen. Like that, he's gone. Yep. Um. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's a big one, and I think there's the. Um, isn't the FD two for Conopish Day? Yeah, or? the Conopish Day FD two. I I'm, I'm supposedly excited about the, that. The FD two is basically gonna be uh fd second run 2.0 or 1.0 yeah. or whatever it's a, so it's a retooled fd2 um that they're saying is supposed to be pretty overstable which would be in line with what the second run fds are so very excited for that i you know i i'll i'll be interested because that that would be pretty great if if that's what that was uh make it much easier to replace that right slot. as we talked about earlier like yeah uh, so, so those, I mean, those are the two, I don't, there's nothing really else that I'm, uh, I happen to know that, that Jeff face has a, Oh, true that a, a fundraiser disc coming up. So. And that's not, but well, I think it's going to be in multiple molds nationally, not, not a big deal, but for us around here in, in and uh, for, California. Well, and if you're a listener, yeah. um, uh, I implore you to support that man cause he's rad. Um, He's just a good dude and a great disc golfer, and I and insider knowledge he designed it or helped yeah. design it. But these these you the Lucidex Trespass that that came out and and I'm honestly I kind of want to try a, a Lucidex Felon, you know that I didn't we didn't get those but we got you Lucidex trespasses and those are pretty sweet yeah so we've had a lot of really great uh uh limited edition discs come out so far this year and you know i think there's just a a few left that i'm really really looking forward to you know maybe there's some i I think to be honest sometimes these these catch you by surprise and you're not even sure so you know maybe we got like you know remember there were the uh the KJ Naibo T-Bird. I was just about to say, like that's a dis- that's one of those ones that I'm always like, should I just should I just put it back in my bag? <laughs> yeah. Like at at the point in like who knows how long, but at the point that I own uh, an Octo Hall, like that's totally one of those top of my list that like should live in my bag. Yeah. So you know who knows? Maybe there's another another signature T-Bird that comes out. Uh, you know, Matt suggested maybe there's a James Conrad signature that makes T-bird all the sense in the world, that, which makes a ton of sense. Um, and it, well, at the same so, time, there should have been, and there was it was a Roadrunner, which is ridiculous. Like, how is there not a Barsby Eagle? Yeah, I that is like I don't understand. That's fairly egregious. I don't understand how there's not a Barsby Eagle. I yeah, because I would totally buy a Barsby Eagle, except for that like logo looks looks like a vagina. Um, <laughs> 
But I might more so. What's wrong with that? What's wrong? That's with what vaginas. I said. So I might especially want to do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see a problem there. Yeah. Um, but like, there should be an eagle. Like, how's there not an eagle? I don't know, honestly. How that, how does someone not have an eagle? There really should be, and no one has had a signature eagle come out recently. The last signature eagles were were Climo ones, yep. and and uh, Climo for forever. So yep. uh, like, why why not give Barsby that? That would be great. You know, and we've already seen Anthon Destroyers uh, drop and, and a lot of the other players. You know, I guess we're waiting for, like, Philo. We haven't seen seen a Philo disc yet. Will it be a Destroyer again? Yeah, I don't know. So. I feel like Philo should have a rock, though. Yeah, that would be good. I'd, I'd be down for that. Like, I, I'm kind of blown away. There's, like, that's... I think more than any other disc, that's the disc that I most... But, I mean, I guess because it's DX, he's a big proponent of the DX rocks that you don't see a ton about it. Um, but that makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, let's see, who else is there? I, You know, Those I can't think of ones. any more that I'm, like, really looking forward to. But I, I think that the, the main answer, aside from the ones we mentioned, is just that, like, we may not know. Like, there'll just be one that comes out that we're like, oh, I never thought about that. And that's, freak, you know, that's freaking amazing. So um, we had some some Leopard 3s come out today, I believe, that were, were pretty awesome looking. Yeah, so they Hannah, are. Hannah Leatherman? Yeah, Hannah Leatherman Leopard 3s, some pretty sweet, swirly looking ones. And I didn't jump on that because I don't throw the Leopard 3. Nope. And I'm trying really hard to 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 not. Stay and we already the, also swirl. reviewed the Leopard Three, so I'm I'm trying very hard not to buy discs that I don't throw, and that we've already reviewed. Did like, we? Re- we didn't review it yet. Yeah, we did. I'm fairly certain we did. I think we own one. I don't think we. Re- we got a factory it. second one. Yeah, I don't think we've reviewed it. Are you sure? I. I hope not. All right. Well, we'll. we'll I check. hope not because I and maybe I'm outing myself. Because I feel like we sent it to someone. Maybe not. All right. Well, we'll we'll check. We're gonna find out. Maybe I threw it like twice and was like, I know what this does, <laughs> and I forgot that I did that. Um, yeah, that might be true. I remember it. Yeah, maybe. I, I think we did. We could we could look it up, but I don't feel like it. But I think we did. So <laughs> maybe there's a. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Like I, the yeah, it's really that Thunderbird is my that's that's yeah that's I, for that's, sure that's my answer too. What I want. Um, Germ birds. That's germ birds. The FD two. I want to check out, but I'm not like, oh, I need that because I don't. Yeah. Because it's not a proven product yet. Yeah. And whereas I, the germ bird, I'm like, yes, I love that. And um, I, I do have, go. you know, several second run FDs. So it, it, it's kind of like, well, it, how much if it is supposed to be one of those, and it's the same. Well, I've already got three. And <laughs> oh, I've already got three second run FDs. <laughs> You sound like someone who'd be like, oh, I just threw a 370-foot ace in a tournament. I, I'm now realizing how conceited that sounded, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I want – I want. you know what I would love? If the germ birds this year were sexy bird plastic. I'd be cool. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Just a nice, like, gummy – Little extra glidey, but still that nice little hookup. Mm-hmm. Thunderbird. Ooh. Well, just the just the 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 color glow because weren't the yep. ones before they're just swirly star. Yep. Right. Yep. So that would if if germ Thunderbirds were color glow, that would be sick. 
But really, the way that 18 <laughs> Firebirds fly, it would be like very similar discs. I, I think so. <laughs> I think, uh, to be honest. Be like, did you just stamp Sexy Birds? No, I, I threw one of the 18 Sexy Birds in a pretty decent headwind on a hole, and, and it certainly uh, did not, I mean, it. It turned a little bit and mm-hmm. it hooked up at the end, but I was definitely like, "Oh, ooh, okay, yeah, totally." I did not expect that. So, uh, you know, compared to some of my other, you know, firebirds that that just don't turn ever, so it's definitely different. But yeah, that that that's a solid point that it could be very very similar to the eighteen sexy bird. Yeah. I think that's it. I don't think there's any other disc that I throw that I'm like, oh, someone needs to make a signature of this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to tournaments. You ready? You ready to talk about? Yep. About some, uh, some tournaments happened. Okay. Raptor roast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so <laughs> we that that's a fair description. We had a couple of tournaments. The pros, the top pros were spread all over. Paul Macbeth played a C tier in Florida. Eagle played a C tier in Colorado. Um, but we had a couple of A tier events. We had the Do you remember do you remember Spike TV? I don't know I if it's do. I don't know if Spike TV still exists. Is it? it? Okay, yeah. I don't know. I haven't had a cable for a while. Do you ever see that show uh Pros versus Joe's? Yeah. Or Joe's versus Pro whatever. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, there's an ex pro, like he's been out of the game but he's still like legit or whatever. Um, and you're a dude who maybe played in uh, like a D2 college and now you're like, uh, now you've drank, now like you're an accountant, a hundred thousand and, beers, and- uh, whatever, but you still feel like you're better than them. Like put it to the test every once in a while. I think I saw it like one time in all those episodes where the Joe won. Um, by the way, you check it out. I don't think you can find footage anywhere, but there's totally, an episode with Jerry Rice, like ten years out of the game, just destroying people. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. This was like a weekend of like the Joes <laughs> winning. That's that's mean. That's not true. Uh, but uh, at least with one of the tournaments, it was like a dude who Joel Freeman doesn't count as a Joe. That's why. That's why. That's why I took it back. Oh, okay. That's why I took it back because he's an up and comer. He's doing work. I he, thought he's proven himself. I thought you were going in a totally different direction, as in like Paul McBeth going to a tournament and beating all of them. As that's like, kind of like I mean, Jerry Rice, or, or and, the same thing with Eagle going. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I thought that was a way better direction for that to go. Oh, in. Why didn't I do that? Right? I don't know, but you should have. I should uh, have. Did you? A while back, there was Innova put a video up on their stream, the Spin TV uh, thing, where Paul McBeth went to a collegiate disc golf team, and they like gave him a wig and like a, did. Re- I never saw that. Oh, what? Y- y- it's. It's, Dude, I'm so jealous. It's I not as that. good as Aww. as it should be because it's, uh, you know, I don't know, but it's kind of like one of those things where you like look at him, you're like anybody that plays like, yeah, okay, that's Paul McBeth wearing a, a blonde wig and a hat, and uh, yep, that's Paul McBeth. Well, they like, they do <laughs> that. There's a baseball player who does it all the time. Uh, what's the Chris Bryant? Chris Bryant, and then there was the one where um, like Greg Maddox, like yeah. Got all dressed up mm-hmm. and was pitching to him. Like, oh, that that one is fantastic. That one's rad. This is cause, not as cause, good. Because Maddox is like tw- 20 years oh, and he's, out. He's clowning on and him, And he's too. throwing gas and like gross curves and be like, oh, no, that was a strike. Yeah. That was a strike. <laughs> no, if, you're, if you want to watch a, a great video, there's one of Chris Bryant and uh, they, uh, they prank him by... Uh, 
dressing up Greg Maddox, Hall of Famer. After he had like dressed up to go like be the new player for a college team. Yeah. And went to like batting practice and like just hitting yeah. bombs. But uh, they dressed him. They disguised him as a sound guy on this uh, promotional video. He's basically like filming BP. And then all of a sudden the, the guy throwing BP fakes some emergency like he has to leave and uh greg maddox the sound guy says oh i can pitch and they're like uh it uh, uh no no that's cool no he's like no no it's fine i'm uh, don't worry i got this and he gets up there and just <laughs> I was starts pretty good in high school or something like that <laughs> just yeah just gets up there and starts snapping off curveballs to chris bryant so that's it's a great video you should check it out and and uh, uh greg maddox has got a pretty pretty good wit too he's he's uh, oh yeah i mean you're talking like first bout hall of famer like yeah one, I just, I just remember growing up being like, this dude is just like Iron Man. He just always good. Yeah. So pretty, pretty good video. But yeah, there is also an on the Innova stream, they uh, dressed up, they disguised Paul McBeth and sent him to a collegiate disc golf like practice tournament thing and like you know talk to people and I don't think very many people were fooled. <laughs> but so like, um, in your life. Would that be like you going to like a uh, like a horticulture class, <laughs> like 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 pretend you're a college student and go into like a plant walk and be like, hmm, this is a <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm not famous, so I'm like- just trying. No, I'm just like what would like what expertise, in, like think about it that you could go and pretend like you're a rookie and then and then. I mean, it's, it certainly minds. would have to be plant related. Certainly not disc golf. That's definitely not. No, that's what I was starting. I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, "There's no." I couldn't go anywhere and be like talking about disc golf. Ooh. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, getting let me, getting let, drunk. Hey, let me. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, I have dreams of the scene in beer fest where they go to like that like college party. Yeah, and just like get after it with like the drinking games and everything yeah i i love everything about that except the like not going to bed at 9 30 right that's i still feel like i could go to a college party and hold my own yeah i'm sure you could i would need a nap no i would need a nap i mean i need to like the full day i need to clear my calendar for the next day yeah but i could definitely do it because those kids will wake up and be like oh that was a fun night and i'll be like oh, i hate my life <laughs> i hate everything leave me alone let me sleep I want a cheeseburger and a Coke and more sleep. I mean, they might have some awesome prophylactics running around that you could you could just you know start pop something and and go nuts. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Sorry. Um, My bad. So tournaments. Right. I think we were talking about tournaments. Right? I know we were. I was just tr- trying to think of like what undercover things we could do to like. Uh, I don't think I have one. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to talk about the vintage open since <laughs> since. <laughs> that was a nice little digression there, but uh, Joel Freeman winning the Vintage Open, and this has been a you know a great year for for Joel so far. He has this is his second win, right? A second eight tier win, I believe, and um, he has been playing very well. Kind of broken onto the scene here in, in 2018 and becoming a uh, a a household name for for the disc golf disc golf tournament fan. So uh, it's great for him. Johnny McRae, he, so 17 down for Joel Freeman. Johnny McRae in second place at 14 down. Uh, and then we have Jeff Renner and Zach Melton, Nick Wood, and Eric Oakley all tied at 10 down So t- in third place. And then uh, you may have heard of him, Rich, Richard 
Richard Wysocki at nine down Damn, Con- in seventh Conrad place. Conrad, too? Come on. And then James Conrad also at nine down in seventh place. So, ooh. And then we have uh, Austin Hannum, Chris Clemens, and A.J. Reesley all tied in ninth place at uh, at eight down. And then Kevin Jones and Peter McBride and Lance Brown in 12th place at seven down. Can you do something very random for me real quick? Can you show round ratings? Yes, I can. So, there's your round ratings. So, uh, Ricky Wysocki throwing a, a 10, 1,005, a 997, and a 1027 rated round. So, not, but uh, after, after Ricky getting the win this last week, he's right back to the head scratching performance. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I mean, I mean, I, it's one thing to not win, but I, we're, we're talking, we're talking nine strokes here. What a, like goodness, goodness, eight strokes. I think that top tier is broken. I'm not at all saying that Paul and Ricky are not amazing. They on any given day could easily be the best disc golfer in the world, but that easy go to, yeah. Paul Ricky at the top and then everyone underneath. Um I think it's gone. Well, Eagle is is certainly making making a case for the fact that that he can beat anyone any day. Yeah, I mean Simon too, you know, as long as he can cure his humpback. <laughs> I like that. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was solid. I just came up with that. That was solid pun. I like that. Um it's a type of whale, right? No, no, no. It's when you hurt your back from humping too much. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, I figured, you know, I, I, I thought you got it, I guess. Oh, uh, you know, I'm kind of slow. Oh, you were making a j- Oh. <laughs> it, yes, it's also a type of whale. Yeah. So, uh, and then on the uh, the FPO end there, end, there were two players. And uh, we had Katrina Allen at 11 over and and Kayla Barron at 63 over. Great job, Kayla. So. Second place. Way to go. So uh, no cash prize, <laughs> no no cash prize for second place though. So I know. Ka- that's, so Katrina that's... Allen uh, got four hundred bucks, and uh, that must have been one of those things. Like she shows up, she's like, "Great, I got to beat Katrina Allen." That's uh, right. I'm an eight thirty seven, you know, or I'm an eight oh eight rated player. Uh, all right, first. All right, I'm only fourteen out. Okay, we can do this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, no. fourteen strokes behind. All right, I'm thirty. I'm th- all right, just gonna make up thirty strokes. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, this that, is that uh, I'm gonna have to ace every hole. Okay. Listen, if I'm cat, which this is you would never do because this is I'm your... regretting mentioning Katrina Allen's name because I I know this is a sensitive subject for you, and she she won. She did. She's back on. She's on the men. Back on she's top. Got it. She's back on top. She's so everything from here on. Now we have the Texas State Disc Golf Championships, and uh, which were in Texas. Uh, no, they're in Nevada. That doesn't sound right. I'm going to go Texas. Uh, and we had Anthony A.P. Perkins taking AP. down the win. So this is a local local dude taking down the win at 19 under. And then Paul Uliberry at 18 down. Garrett Gerthy at 17 down in third place. And then we have uh, Trevor Harbolt, which is uh, at fourth place at 11 down. 
George Castillo and Bradley Williams tied in fifth place at 10 down. And I'm going to cut it off right there at fifth place. Cause wait, 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 wait. Um, was there a playoff? Um, I don't think so. I didn't see the end. No, normally, I, normally I, if there's a playoff, it'll show both players tied at the same score. And but one okay. will be one will be in first, and the other will be in. Did they play the same? They second. played the same course each round, right? I believe so. Yeah. Why? What? What? Uh, maybe my eyes. Maybe I had a little. Does each round say fifty-five for Perkins? I see fifty-five, fifty-five, fifty-five. Yeah, for a total of one sixty-five. How do you get 19 down throwing the same score three times in a row? Uh, then they probably played different courses. Okay. So I, I don't. I, Sorry, that was my little. I'm not totally sure. I only I watched honestly. I watched round one of. Uh, uh, I watched the first and I watched some of the end. I didn't catch the, the so I I really only saw one course. So I would assume that they played. Maybe the second round was somewhere else. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Sorry. I, that was a bad. Little. Seemed like a pretty simple deduction there, Joe. I, are you okay? I just I I I was trying to math it. And I are, didn't. are you gonna? We're, we have a very important new segment coming up. I know we do. I know we do. Let me just. I want to talk about the uh, the commentary. Oh, okay. And well, let me go FPO because we had Jessica Weiss winning at ten over, and then Sarah Hokum in second place at twelve over, and Rebecca Cox. And Lisa Fakus in third place tied at 14 over. Well done, ladies. So, and then there was Joe oh, Jomez coverage. Go back down. Look at that boy on top. Patrick Brown PB. winning Pro Masters. All right. Nice. He's good at disc golf. And, uh, yeah. So, there was uh, Jomez coverage that, that came out, of course. Jomez guys are Texas guys. So, that's of no surprise. And uh, you know, not the usual cards we're we're uh, we're used to, but nonetheless, I got to got to see some Jomez coverage. I haven't smashed through it all yet, but I did watch round one, which was plenty entertaining. But you you've got a you got some you got some gears to grind here. I'm guessing. No, I don't have gears. They just uh, you know they, they talked about uh, their drives and their upshots, and uh, they had some some witty banter and. Uh, it sounds like talked about their technical throws, and uh, there's some talk about Garrett Gerthy and his nice hyzers and uh, players that they knew. Uh, you know, they they had themselves a, a good, now. Correct good, me if I'm wrong, but time. it sounds like your tone has changed slightly. Very monotone, and um, it do, I don't hear a lot of excitement hanging off your words oh, describing I, this. I'm, I'm, f- I'm full of. Uh, Excitement! Uh, just I uh, love quality disc golf and uh, great field, and you know there's a lot of wind out there, and they did their best, and <laughs> there was some OB, and good job, everyone. And you know when uh, when player X makes his putts, uh, he's going to play good. Um, <laughs> and scene. <laughs> That's how I felt about the commentary. Uh, it was like it was two of the same dudes that were low key. So it was Paul Uliberry and Bradley Williams. And Bradley Williams. Um, so yeah, Brad Uliberry just was a little rough. Not rough. It was just 
No, it wasn't rough it at was all. But it, it was, was it was the same chill. person. It was the same person in the at, like you could hardly tell them apart. It's like if you ever watch ball golf, um, and there's the dudes in the booth like, oh, the blah blah. But then there's the dude who's like on the he's like, okay, so on this next one, he's going to like. It was just two dudes like. I think they were afraid they would spook each other by speaking too loud. Oh, would you look at the cut that ball just took? Uh, right, it was grass. just like I like. Uh, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, which is fine because um, there is a good chunk of time that I will watch disc golf on mute. Just who knows if I'm? If it's supposed to be family time, but I want to go. But I, it just, I feel like. It could have been so much more fun. Like the wind was doing crazy things. Girthy was throwing some crazy shots. Um, there were big putts. There was a lot of like OB and and hazard stuff. It it just could have been more fun. I um I I have it, I think I past. think it's the same thing. Like you don't want to. You, I don't know. You watch any good commentator duo that does basketball or baseball, or whatever. There's there's like the analyst dude who knows all of the data, and then there's a the color dude. Yep. Like that's what you do. And you had two of like the boring data guys together, but didn't really talk a lot of data. Like I don't even know. You know, like there might have been a dude that was talking. No, I think who you was like, it. I don't understand the step putt rules, but all I do is step putt, and it's probably illegal. But no one ever says anything. <laughs> No, the, you you had two you what you were referring to as a play by play guy. So you had right. two you had two play by play guys, and uh, really would have been nice to have a color guy. Um, but you know, uh, it appears that Bradley Williams is is a bit more zen, and so he's probably just just you know good for him being comrade. You know, comrade, mellow Brad. But I I you know it didn't. I, I do. Look I feel like that. I feel like Uliberry's been like much more color in the past. I too. agree. Like I, agree. I think I, I feel like I've heard great commentary from like really getting after it. Um, but this it was just so I don't. It was just weird. Yeah, I've seen him. He's he's opened up a lot more on on previous uh, broadcasts. So I maybe maybe Yuli just wasn't really feeling it. But uh, but yeah, it was. It definitely it was hard listening to it. It was kind of hard to distinguish who was who at times. When I was listening to it, because it was very... Is, is there recreational marijuana in Texas? <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't think so either. I was just checking. <laughs> I, I mean, that could explain a little bit. <laughs> You're really going for it this episode. <laughs> just just really. This, um, this raptor roast idea has uh, has permutated to the entire podcast. <laughs> just I, I just don't, coming I, out guns blazing on everyone. I think I'm just mostly mad because I really thought Bradley was going to win this tournament. Me too. Me too. I think we both forgot to do our skip ace picks. So, <laughs> but <laughs> at this point, I think it's just a conscious decision for have, me to not. Joe do may anymore. have never done them. I did the very first one. I did Las Vegas. All right. Um, and then I was done. So, and then uh, this uh, next week, this weekend. We have the Rumble presented by Discraft. Again, it's another weekend where everybody's kind of spread around, but this is an A-tier uh, in Illinois that uh, has some pretty decent talents. So you got Michael Johansson there, Alex Geisinger, the bomber, Nicola Castro, provided he doesn't uh, you know, withdraw at the very last second and ruin your, your, your picks for an episode, make you look like an idiot. Um, thanks, Nico. 
Devin Owens, Drew Gibson, uh, Nick Wood, Adam Hammis, and uh, Joel Freeman, Garrett Gerthy, Jordan Castro. So we got got a lot of lot of uh, quality talent here, and maybe maybe Joel Freeman can make it two in a row. I'd be down. I think uh, everyone you just named, I'd be down for each one of them yeah. to win. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I yeah, I definitely don't have any any uh, dog in in that fight with any of them. I just want to see them play well. I think if I had to pick, I I love I always love watching Michael Johansson. Right, I was play. about to say like you can't so, go wrong with 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 MJ and yeah. uh, so I I I hope that Johansson plays well because I'd really love to to see that. Just in general, it's always like, always fun. That dude does throws shots that not a lot of the the rest of the disc golf world can actually execute. So, I would. I feel like I'm lying to myself, but I feel like a part of me, at least a part of me, would rather throw a comet like Johansson than uh, drive like Simon. Man, that's tough. That's tough. You really believe that? I I think I would hundred percent rather. I don't have the touch. I don't have the touch that I would love to have with like. I know. Just those comet shots are insane. I know. Insane. But 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 yeah. If you can hit right, like that's true. It's uh, it's the well, I can throw up the gut and just throw this beautiful uh comet shot and get four hundred feet through these crazy woods and a nice slow turnover. Um, and have an easy shot at the basket, or I can throw a gross sky Anheuser and just get to the basket over everything. Yeah, I mean, and you know me, I normally would be on your side on this one. Yeah, but, but I I think that that there's no contest. I'd I'd rather be able to throw 600 foot hyzers and and park holes like that. True, but in the courses that we play, think about. Skyline, um, Stafford. Stafford would be a great place to be Simon Lazat. It would also be a great place to be. I don't know, man. You'd be having a chance to get a three on a two or a three on I five, not two, uh, but not a three. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, uh, on the whole nine at uh, at yeah. Stafford. Yeah, which totally is a, a three. A three 11, is very possible. Eleven hundred foot hole, like taking a three on that. That's that's two three strokes on the field. All right, take that one out. I think, and I, then hole one that it, if it's at the very top, I mean the the chance to get a two on a par four on that hole that I I think God that's massive true. advantage Simon Simon's the, gross the, the the long positions at a, at a course like that I massive advantage to Simon I don't think it's even close I know I just love so. Michael Johansson me too me too but I I think I'd much rather have that so yeah all right Joe are you are you ready to to debut a new segment. Oh yeah, dang! I was just about to. Well, I'm gonna open this anyways because I don't got a beer. But yes, let's get after it. All right, so we are uh, gonna start a new segment called the Raptor Roast, where we take your calls, play them on the air, and uh, just you know, kind of chat about them. So uh, call us at the Raptor Range, which is seven zero seven nine three nine five four seven six. Leave us a message. You can tell us about your ace that you got. You can tell us about an interesting disc golf experience that happened. Just let us know what happened to you in disc golf. And and, uh, if it's good, we'll play it on the air. If we really like it, we might actually give you a disc. You know, just just all depends. So uh, 
check it out. But we'll start with this first one, which is from a longtime listener, Tyler. And uh, he's got he's got a pretty good story for us. So here we go. Hey there, what's up, guys? This is Tyler. Just calling to uh, tell you guys a story. First off, love the podcast. Uh, it's awesome and pre-show. It's all just awesome stuff, so thank you. Oh, you can stop it. All right, thanks a lot. That was a great call. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you appreciating us. Well, I mean, he's coming in hot right away, and also he mentioned the pre-show, so that means he's a Patreon subscriber, which basically everyone should become. Like, really, really... Um if nothing else, join the Slack group because every once in a while we'll put one out there so you can get a taste. But really, um, that's that's the bee's knees. Yeah. So Tyler already, you know, uh, he's he's firing all all cylinders here. So all right, great job, Tyler. We're gonna we- send you all of Robin's McPros. <laughs> all right, let's go. But uh, anyways, I was out doing my field work the other day, and I always always go out. To pause kind of, pause uh, again, Joe. That was like two seconds. I know. Everyone should do field work, though. Yeah, that's that. Okay, I'm gonna move on. Okay. Moat field where I don't have to worry about hitting anybody. And, Perfect. Um, All right, possibly. No, I'm just joking. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna. You can. You're gonna say something now. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> it's just, you know. You know. Have you ever heard that story about Listen, the, the boy that called wolf? Uh, cried wolf. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I wrote that story. No, you didn't. I did. My name's Aesop. All right. Stop it. Was that Aesop Perfect. Perfect? So I'm out there, I'm throwing back towards where I kind of start out by the road, and I look up and I see this dude, I'm like, this guy wearing some, like, skin-colored outfit or something, or what's going on? And uh, he's just kind of looking out towards me, and I'm like, notice, I'm like, no, he's naked. So- Whoa. All right, well, uh, that's a naked person in a field. Was this a Tuesday? One, uh, Tyler. And were you in Sonoma? Yeah, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> if uh, Robin told me a crazy if you're, story about if you're day. local, I'm sorry. Okay, look, I I was trying to you know get a little air. And Robin doesn't believe in tan lines and uh, you or know, tanning in general. I don't tan whatever. very well in general, so I I try to you know in the in the dusk hours get out there and get a little bit of sun on the on the biscuits. And is that a thing? Do people call them biscuits? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I said that, but I just I just want to. Do you have, do you have like perfectly round, flat testicles? Because that's probably not good. <laughs> oh, I'm a hockey pucks. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm genuinely sorry, Tyler. I I hope I didn't mess up your your uh, your field work there. So. But uh, you know, maybe he doesn't live here, and this is someone else. But uh, I'd say, based on the description here, I, it's a solid chance it was me. First, I'm like, I don't know, but I'm like, all right, I'll just throw back that direction, and hopefully he goes away because I'm throwing discs in this direction. Um. All right, I, I got to stop this right here. Why the fuck didn't you leave? Like, there's a naked dude in the field. I'm out. I'm I'm gone. I mean, I'm the type of person when I'm playing like a round with somebody, like I want to check out their D's. No, no, I don't want to. Like, I, if I see a naked dude in a field, I am leaving. Like, right there is, there are very few happy endings. Well, I, actually, hopefully, there's none. <laughs> I mean, unless that's exactly what you're looking for. 
oh man, Tyler, I'm I'm a little worried about you because I I I think there was one good choice here, and uh, it doesn't. I, no, I don't agree. I don't agree. Like if I'm getting after it and uh, field work is going well or not going well, it goes both ways for me. One where I'm like, fuck, I haven't had a good drive. Like I need I need a good rip. Like I don't want to stop. Or if it's going well, I'm like, I want to keep bombing. I get it. I mean, I guess it's fair to say he probably threw some discs in that guy's general vicinity, so he would have to go fetch them anyway. And, yeah, and so he, well, and it was on his way back too. Like, I'm yeah, just stomp back across all right, all right. an entire field. But I mean, in general, my point is, you see a rabid raccoon, you don't go try to pet it. You know, you 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 get the hell out of there, right? But what if that rabid raccoon is like in your has a killer body to get back to your yeah, your vehicle? I see what you're saying. Yeah, you or is a little cute. Probably liked what you saw. And maybe back, you did like what you saw. After I throw a few discs, get back. So his his thought was him throwing disc would be as good as being like, get, get, <laughs> get out of here, naked man. <laughs> I, I rewound him. You, a are, you watch out for them disc. Get. <laughs> Sorry. I rewound him a little bit because I think we missed some of that. Discs in this direction. Um, get back. He kind of leaves after I throw a few discs. Get back. Doing my thing, look back over my shoulder. And, and he's massaging like you mean. Feet away from me, watching me wearing some blue shorts now. And uh, this like- okay, now this is definitely me. I mean, I, 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 I get back. He goes away. I get back. He didn't seem receptive to my advances, so I went and I put on some blue shorts. I, I turn around. He's giving a massage. Yeah. <laughs> I went and got some sensual oils because I thought maybe that might help. At, He's giving me some yulaberry. It was not a success. I'm very sorry, Tyler. This is a big misunderstanding. Repeats maybe three times, and I'm like, you know, didn't confront him, but unfortunately, he ditched before I got the chance. But uh, wait, wait, go back. Confront him about what? Putting on shorts? Probably. Like, what are you trying? I thought you were naked, dude. Now you're wearing clothes. I mean, I I wish not cool. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, why would you? I again. I don't. I don't understand the the confronting part. No, me either. I'd, again, I'd probably be running. So, the way I just thought I'd tell you guys, uh, there was a dude watching me with his dick out while I was throwing my D's. So, anyway, <laughs> how much did you one. have to pay him for that? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you got a got a pretty solid discount on an excellent service. So, right, he got got a you know little little peep show for free. Well, and and. Got to practice disc golf. I don't see the problem here. Aside from some poor judgment by several people, I'm very sorry. But overall, you know, why not? Yeah. I mean, I think it worked out for everyone. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler, we're going to send you a disc. Yeah, we're gonna figure out what that is. We don't know what it is yet, but but we're gonna we're gonna send it to you. I think I think it's gonna be the disc we're reviewing. Well, obviously he's about the them D's, so we'll send him a D. We we got two Mavericks, right? Yes. So we'll we'll give one Maverick to Tyler, and then we have one more caller here, and uh, we'll we'll get this one started. This is uh, this is Eli Starkhaus, another longtime listener, called in the show, and this is what he's got for us. Hey guys, Shark Jaws again, adding one more thing for a reason I should get the Ace 1v2. Just counted my disc golf collection, 
and I have 68 discs. Hold on. Why would you only have 68 discs? That's that's one very small amount. I also should pref- preface this. This was in response to our Prodigy H1 version 2 giveaway where we asked people to call in. He called in a previous time and left some rambling message about like getting an ace or some bullshit like that. And uh, we, we just quickly deleted that because Joe... What's, what's an ace? Joe cried a little bit and it's very hard for him to hear those on the show. Uh, for future reference, that, that could make for a really great podcast. But uh, he, he decided to call back in and, and try to strengthen his chance to get a, a Prodigy uh, H1 version 2. So, well, that's that's what the purpose of this call is. Okay. So, we'll, we'll drop back a second here. and 68 discs. So, your H1V2 could be number 69. Done. That's perfect. You Done. win. Yep. You win. But, here's the thing. I already gave away all the h No, no, no. I don't care about that. We'll get you a disc. We'll get you a 69. But now you must always stay there. I agree. If you lose a disc, you need to go buy one. If you want to buy something else, you need to send us whatever you want. This is this is a. You a, need to stay at sixty nine forever. Like you can't go above or below that for more than two days. Um, if you're gifted a handful of discs from someone, whatever offsets you back to sixty nine, you got to send them our way. I you know, I don't even think that's a real real issue. I think that this is just now his his life. Right or or better than sending them to us, you just go on a course and you're like, oh shit, I just bought five discs. I and you just stand on one tee box and throw them in different directions and just sacrifice them to the disc golf gods. You got to stay at sixty nine. Period. I, I agree. I, I you know he's but it's he, sold. We're gonna send you one, but you're not allowed to have seventy discs. You're not allowed to have 68 discs for more than two days. And uh, unfortunately, it won't be an H1, but we do have two Mavericks, so I think think we'll give away the other one to you. So thanks, Eli. How can we pass that up? What an opportunity. Peace out. But what if I want to bag a Maverick? Oh, I guess I guess we'll just have to see, but we could buy you a Maverick. Oh, that could also be a thing. So, uh, but... Thanks to those two listeners. I, I think that was lovely, very calls. informative. So please, if you want to be part of this show and be on our Raptor Rose segment, call us at 707-939-5476. We're hoping to make this a weekly segment. And uh, we've got several other calls uh, backed up. So those of you that have called and wondering why we haven't played your, your, uh, your messages, we've got several of them. We're going to start rolling them out through the next few episodes. And uh, we'll we'll make sure and get to as many of you as possible, except for the ones that are like really bad or like say you called in like eleven times or something like that. Um, by the way, I feel like Tyler's call is more like a uh, Raptor Strange. Yeah, that, that's true. Than a Raptor Roast. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I may have roasted myself on that one a l- little bit. Boom. So, ooh. but uh, yeah, I I think I like it. I like I'm it. In. Are you ready to do our? Our world famous deer review, Joe. I am. I already opened this beer. All right, it's I've been time. Drinking it. it is time for our deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course tonight. We have the Dynamic Discs Maverick, which is a Speed Seven, Glide Four, Turn Negative One Point Five, and a Fade of Two, and we are pairing that with Arctic Devil Barley Wine by Midnight Sun Brewing Company. And uh, that is a 13.4% alcohol barley wine. So uh, it's going to get 
going to get weird or fast. Right. Er. Real fast. And where did you say this is from? Anchorage, Alaska. And our, our reasoning for the pairing is that we have the Maverick and that the Arctic Devil is Iceman's favorite beer. That's, right. That's a uh, fact. If you check check it out on Wikipedia. Like, as soon as, like, when he does, like, a jumping high five on the sand volleyball uh, court, he's like, give me that Arctic Devil. No. No. Oh, no. No, no. I'm just saying, like, like we're – this is – Oh, Yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm going to start with a beer actually. Can okay. Go to the, yeah. Um, so my baseline for barley wine, uh, given where we did some colleges is Bigfoot. This is nothing like Bigfoot. Yeah. No, very, very much different. This is 100%. If, if you poured me a glass of this, uh, a small glass of this. I would probably said, tell you that it's a stout. I would tell you it's an imperial stout. Yeah, me With, too. Without a doubt, I would say, oh, that is a great, that is a beautiful, lovely imperial stout to the point that I'm like, is this, uh, it, it's not a, it does not taste anything like a barley wine. Does it taste fantastic? Yes. Yeah. But it is 100%, you could put this up with um, last week's, uh, Dino s'mores, like yeah. it is a not. It's not as coffee, but it is a that, very that sweet marshmallowy sweet, flavor. Marshmallowy, um, mm-hmm. stout imperial stout, like barrel aged flavor. Yeah, and the, it, it that's exactly what it is. Uh, uh, ale aged in bourbon oak barrel. So th- this is a long time aged uh, beer that that is has a lot of sweet flavor to it. It's almost like a port. You know, like the the sweetness of it. Yeah. Um, you can definitely taste the kind of the the whiskey or you know even even kind of whiny um, type type flavor. Um, this is a powerful beer. I yes. mean, there's there's a ton yes, of flavor. Yes, yes. Very high alcohol to it uh, in at thirteen point four, and um, it just I think you know right away you get that sweetness, the kind of malty marshmallowy flavor and and then it kind of finishes with the the kind of fruity sweetness that i i could only attribute to to the barrel aging you know the the whiskey barrels um type thing i i feel like you I could mean, put it right up against that um that that bourbon county that goose island that we had a few weeks yeah. ago maybe that was a pre-show we drank that i mean it literally it almost tastes like it could be a wine like it it is so sweet and it's so thick yeah no it's 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 a very very nice um, imperial stout. That's not an imperial stout. Yeah, and uh, it, the the beer itself is also red. Like it, it, it's got a, it's got a ruby color to it. So once again, dark bottle. We don't really know. Oh, that's from the pre-show. Uh, dark bottle. We're not pouring glasses. We're just drinking it. Yeah, but uh, it it it's got some color to it. So it's super duper nice. Like I I really enjoy the flavor. Um, but I, you know, maybe I just have an untrained palate. I don't think I would be able to tell you it's a barley wine if I if I blind taste tested it. Yeah, and and maybe that same for me. But you know, I I taste a whole bunch of sweet fruits. You know, like cherries. Um, you know, fig type type uh, flavors in there. A bunch of sugar, molasses. Uh, these are flavors that I typically would attribute to 
to uh, stouts and things of that nature as well. But but um, and you can and you can taste or you can uh, feel that that thirteen four. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, definitely got some some boozy there. Very strong, not, and not I, I guess something that kind of blows me when I, when I think about barley wine. Um, usually there's some like big bitters with barley wine, um, especially coming from like Bigfoot being. I, I think my, it's got a little bit of that. No, it's got some bitter, but it's not that. It's not like kicking the mouth bitter, which I feel like. Bigfoot has for sure. Yeah. Um, and even gnarly wine a little bit too from Lagunitas has a little bit more than this. This is just a way sweeter, maltier, um, sir- more syrupy deal. Yeah. I feel like we got kind of got a little bit of a unicorn beer here. This was, came from Tavor, right? Yeah. So Tavor.com, which is a great website that, that you, allows you to get a hold of beers from all over the place that most of the time rare or, or yeah, kind of limited runs and they ship them to you once a month as you, as you fill up your your uh your cart and uh, so we've gotten things from them cuz it helps us you know we, out here in California, we've got a ton of microbreweries, and we get these things, uh, the same beers over and over again, and it's really hard for us to find different things. So it was a great website for us to come upon, and this was one of the one of the beers from them, and this is just in- incredibly unique. Like I don't think you're gonna find very uh, many other beers that taste like this. No, totally. So uh, reading the bottle and actually reading uh, beer, advocate also, it is an English style. Barley wine, which they're I pointing out that malt is a much bigger piece that of makes, the English style. Makes sense. So that can explain a lot of that. I mean, I basically said malty. Like, that's yeah. a big piece. It's super malty, and that'll give a lot more of that sweet. Um, it, it's good. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. And uh, ooh, we got a lot left of it. Yeah, we do. This is going to be. And this is one of those beers that. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna be a little fuzzy on the edges tomorrow. Uh, just in general, with the oh, I have my board meeting tonight. I can be not awesome tomorrow. And that's I, okay. I think my coworkers are used to my uh, general ineptitude on Thursday mornings. Well, I moved a new role, and my CEO isn't. I've, I'm. Our relationship is going well. That probably in a few weeks I'll explain to her that Thursdays will be uh, fuzzy days for me, and she. Most likely is gonna be cool with it. All right. <laughs> she has at least once divi- divulged to me that she was hungover at work one day, so <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> well, it's there's a difference between one day and every day, Joe. So you know. No, it's only gonna be. I'm usually drunk, so no time for yeah, hangover. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are Not you, true. Are you ready to talk disc? Yeah, I think you should start off. I feel like this is All like right, so this is like your house. The Dynamic Discs Maverick. So I'm holding the first run Maverick, and this was sent to us by Yulian. Thank you, Yulian. Thank you very much, Yulian. We uh, very much appreciate. I hope the surgery for uh, overmold arms is going well. Yeah. So uh, Yulian, who is an awesome longtime listener and uh, avid uh, disc golf podcast supporter, sent us uh, Mavericks and Captains, too. So you'll be able to look forward to that review uh, coming up. But uh, the Maverick is a seven-speed, four-glide, minus 1.5 turn, and two-fade. And to be honest, in my throwing, I think they kind of nailed the numbers. Uh, this 
was, you know, people are talking about this kind of as like an FD in, in that sort of range and use of the river or the river pro, things like that. Dist in that range, we we're talking understable fairway driver that is going to be a good hyzer flip disc and, and you know, give you some turnovers, um, give good distance for a slower arm. And the Maverick is very much all of those things. I, I had, uh, it's fairly understable. Uh, you can get it to hyzer flip and turn pretty easily, in in my opinion, at, at my arm speed and, and kind of distance. Um, Robin throws 600 feet. I don't, I, I, oh, God, that'd be so great. Oh, uh, no, I, I do not throw 600 feet. I throw uh, more than half of that distance and and not more than two-thirds of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, um, but uh, the the Maverick itself, a, a great understable fairway driver. Feels good in the hands. Got, you know, smaller rim as usual for, for a disc at that speed. I feel like it's almost got like a six-speed rim, but um, I, I got pretty good distance out of it so I'm, I'm willing to accept it as a as a seven speed uh when i was throwing it. the one uh, i've got here is 172 grams and uh more the the best throws that i got out of this were uh long turnover shots um or or kind of a hyzer flip that it was okay if it if it turned and never really faded. I very rarely got this disc to actually fade at the end. It either finished right or finished straight. And with a kind of um, you know partial power shot, I could get it to, to flip and, and go straight for quite a while and, and finish straight. And if I really put a lot of power into it, I could get it to really turn over. So um, good shots though, good distance out of it, good glide. I think that, that four glide could probably be up to five it 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 got out there pretty good um i definitely would never throw this in a headwind uh it's just so not. robin is done with fds now <laughs> no um it's too understable for me uh, right. to be honest it it especially right out of the box uh it's pretty understable and and that minus 1.5 i think is pretty accurate you know possibly a minus two but um I, I was able to get a lot of turn out of it on, on full power throws. Yeah. And uh, in, in a headwind, you just can't trust it to do anything but but turn. Uh, it I didn't throw it in tailwinds, unfortunately, but I think it would make for an excellent tailwind or uphill uh, shot for more powerful arms. Um, for, for people that don't have as strong of an arm, this could be a really great kind of difference maker for, for those types of players that are looking for a disc to get themselves across that 300 foot mark. Um, this, this has got a lot of glide and, uh, it's got some understability. I think, think it could do well for, for a player like that. Yeah. So take a 172. That's a minus one and a half. That's seven speed. That is a turnover disc for me. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Robin is very good at powering down and throwing like different different strengths for discs. I am very bad at powering down. So I tend to disc up <laughs> in order to get certain shots um, and still throw, you know, I feel comfortable in that like when I power down like 80% is probably like 
<laughs> as low as I still feel comfortable. Like I still need to put some umph into it. And like I said, it's a kind of, it's, it's not max weight that we have. It's already got some decent turn and it's a lower speed. So, um, Heiser flip turnover for sure. Like it's cool. It had a really nice slow turn. Um, it wasn't like it dumped automatically to the right. It wasn't a roller out of my hand. It was just a nice, clean Heiser flip, slow turn. It's not coming back. Um, that's a, a nice thing to have. Um, I mean that's I mean that's really what what it is. I mean you you bag discs like this. I I just I think like your your very understable eagles. Right, which is just like built to just and that that one is uh um it's just going to go right and it's going to yeah. be cool. Well, that's what this will do too. Yeah, and I think this is like a little honestly more stable than that eagle that I have. Probably. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I actually I haven't thrown that eagle specifically. Dude, I should have you but throw watching that. It's, watching whew, it. Whew. Uh, yeah, I threw that at Morley, and it was a, a very quick turnover. So. Um, no, it's not a bad disc, and I think it really fits in that. So I, I carry an F, I carry a, a max weight, um, pretty darn fresh S-line FD that is kind of my um, Heiser flip turnover, nice slow turnover that I can throw hard and know it's going to flip and turn and have that nice slow turnover, and it's not going to come back. Um, and then I have that Eagle, which is like instant flip. If I throw it flat, it's going to go right, right away. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of go up the scale with, uh, another glow FD that's going to turn and I know it's going to come back. Um, and that's kind of where I live. And this for me, like Robin has some S line FDs that I've thrown that are, you know, a little bit beat up, more beat up than than the one that I have, um, and maybe even uh, a lower weight a little bit because I have a max. Um, and I still even throw in like Robin's S lines. This is less stable than those, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's where it lives. I feel like it lives in like a, a beat up. S line FD, maybe a G line. Never thrown a G line. Maybe it's close. You know the the G line FDs that I threw were were you know fairly super under. No, no, they oh. they they were comparable to an S line. I do have. Thank you, Pat. Um, who I uh, talking to someone the other day is deep in baseball season with his two boys, and that's why I haven't heard from him or seen him. Um, he gave me a P line FD that's crazy understable, which is much more understable than than. The Maverick, but uh, yeah, it's it's a nice little understable seven speed. I, I think uh, it, it's it's got a nice range for it for this disc. Um, I personally, you know, feel with understable discs, you you get a lot more options. Joe doesn't necessarily agree with me, but but for instance, there's there, yes, but there's also a point. Uh, well, and the 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 downside is the margin for error is much larger, you know. Like the the downside of screwing up a release with a very understable disc can be a turnover that goes three hundred and something odd feet in the wrong direction, um, right? Or just or just too much turn, and even if it fights out, like you're so far to the yeah. right that it doesn't really help you. But to me, the upside is that a disc like this. A, a powerful arm can make use of it on big turnover shots. Yep. A 
a slower arm can make use of it and get very, very laser beam straight shots it at, you know, kind of the 300 to 325 foot range. I mean, you can get this thing to fly nice and straight on a very easy throw um, and hardly fade at all at the end. And that's not something that, that a lot of uh, beginner players can do. And so this is a disc that's great for to, to learn something like that. Um, and if you can power it down, you can hyzer it and get it to to flip and then still fade a little bit if you put it on a on a good hyzer. Um, and then, like I said, for for people with a more powerful arm, you can hyzer flip it to turnover. You can put some air under it and get it to do a really big turnover. Um, and uh, and you get some straight shots on on a powered down throw too. So yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty versatile, and I think it's going to do well for dynamic discs. I think no, totally. I think you're going to see a lot of people throwing these, just because same like the river um, by uh, by latitude sixty four, uh, kind of similar range. I actually like this better than the I river. Say I like this better than the river too. Um, so and and you the, mean the like ridiculous like seven glide river or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I I I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the the issue for me with the river, the river very similar, understable fairway driver. Um, I believe it's also seven speed, um, and uh, and and understable, obviously. But it, it does fade at the end, and and at this point, when I like this disc slot, I I want it to just be a straight driver. I want to be able to just turn it over. I don't need it to to give me both. So. Um, I I felt that I could get a little bit more distance out of out of the Maverick. Yeah. Um, so. so for me, the big thing is, and I talked about this with the second run FD, where I said, uh, and someone said this to me, and I was like, yes, that's exactly what it is. It fades forward. Like when I threw a second run FD, as it's fading, it's still going forward. You're getting more distance. With an FD, I get the same thing with an S-line on a turnover. As it's turning over, it's still going forward and having that nice slow turnover and getting more distance. That glide is really moving it forward as it mm-hmm. turns over. And the Maverick doesn't have that much glide as an FD. I'm yeah, not saying it doesn't have it. It has a good yeah. amount of glide, but it's turning over at a more drastic angle for me than the FD is. Yeah. And when I'm throwing the FD, on, like the S-line on a flip – nice slow turnover it's still getting great distance as it turns over and Mm -hmm. ultimately ends to the right yeah whereas the maverick was pretty much like okay now i'm going right i'm just going to go right yeah and and came to rest which is cool but for me like i think we're moving in this direction i i'm sticking with my my s-line fd because i'm getting more distance on that turnover Um, and if i want that quick turnover i have a gross eagle that's just going to go right out of the box i think it's beautiful it's just like such an intermittent range that it doesn't do much for my game like i probably the range that i get on a turnover i would throw a turnover with a claymore yeah yeah uh to to be honest for uh, another addition that i totally agree with what you just said um but uh, the other thing i would keep it around for is this could probably be a pretty good elevation disc um, I was like, I was thinking that like, like if totally. you, you go if although like, your your blizzard or whatever yeah. your bubble oh FD, well, that's why <laughs> that's I have your that elevation one. Yeah. yeah but uh you know like you 
so discs get more stable as you go up in elevation. So if you play at sea level like Joe and I do, and then you go to Tahoe, which is anywhere from 5,000 feet to you know to 7,000 feet, depending on where you're playing, uh, your discs that were you know normally get some nice hyzer flip discs down here. You take them up there, and they're your overstable driver. So um, sometimes if you're if you're dealing with something like that, it's nice to have those discs in your in your kind of arsenal, maybe you don't bag it every time, but you know if you're traveling to a place and playing at elevation to to cycle in some of those more understable versions of of your favorite discs. Oh man, I want to throw a ballista at elevation so bad. Yeah, so I I think it'd be useful for that too. So, but overall, yeah, yeah I'm I'm not going to bag the Maverick. Um, the beer. Wait, t- well, time out. Uh, with the Maverick, I'll tell you this right now though. And we have many of these people on our Slack group. There are many people, period, in the world that are like, I throw Trilogy. If you are a Trilogy thrower, you need to have a Maverick. It's it's the Trilogy FD. It uh, really is. I like it better than the Seer. Really? No, I, I, I like the Seer better than this. Oh, okay. Personally, I, if because that is closer to to FD stability than than this is. That's true. In my opinion. I'm thinking about for that. Well, no, I guess the seer was totally a turnover just too. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, shoot. It's still real good. If you want to throw a dynamic, get a Maverick. It's a, it's a really cool disc. It's definitely worth throwing. It's worth checking out, supporting them. Um, yeah. Okay. Beer. All right. So the beer is pretty fantastic i i very few beers i think i've ever tasted that have this flavor profile uh extremely unique as for whether i would bring it on the course absolutely not nope this is this is uh, a a beer that you need to sit down and enjoy the flavor and uh share with a friend number one yeah uh, y- yeah i uh it's just it's hard to find it's not around here um and it's not it's not a it's not a barley it's a barley one it's not a barley wine well it's an english style barley wine ale which is an imperial stuff um, <laughs> no i, I, I know it's i know it's not but that's the, the flavor profile the, is totally there but the finish on it is bitter and and that's not something you normally get as the bitter and the kind of fruity finish that you get out of this that, you get the bitter, like, like the, the more, more I drink coffee it, style it's stuff. just the 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 forward part of the flavor it makes you think that you're drinking kind of uh like a like a founder CBS like early part. You get that that, uh, that yeah no totally strength. totally. And yep. then the finish though gives you that barley wine flavor where you get that fruity uh kind of you know cherries and and wine kind of bitterness that comes through at the very end i'll be honest if i could find it and it was in 12 ounce bottles i could see myself starting around with one like eight ounce bottles you mean no nah, i do a 12 like 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 an eight ounce can um by the way did waldo come out yet uh i very yeah i believe so dude elliot we need we need to talk to our friend we need that in our lives yeah um I mean, I've I've da- I've taken gnarly wine out. I've taken, I've we taken, have gnarly wine over there too. I've taken Bigfoot out on the course. Yeah, um, but a, a full twenty two is just not a doable thing. Housed, you be housed. Oh yeah, dude, you've you'd be d- done before you started. No, it's it's definitely a share. It's definitely one that Rob and I right now are sharing, and we're like, I wish we had two other friends with us right now to share this with because it's a lot. Yeah, but it's. 
it's great. Yeah. This might be one of the better um, Tavor beers we've gotten. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's it's great. I mean, uh, we've had some great IPAs. You know, Robin and Spencer got to drink a really good beer. <laughs> still a little, I'm still not a little bit, butthurt I'm not, about I'm not, that, I'm huh? I'm not bitter about it like a, you know, Melvin Rheingeist fucking collaboration that I didn't get to drink. But whatever, it's fine. They're just okay breweries that are amazing breweries. <laughs> um, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. That Spencer didn't even care about it. He was like, mm. <laughs> a little more booze than I'm used to. Um <laughs> It's a great beer. It's a great beer, not for the course. Yeah. Um, Maverick is a pretty cool disc, but also not for the course in my bag. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm that hundred percent agreement on on that. Uh, the beer not going to bring out there because it's way too strong. Uh, and and really that you're not gonna when you're doing other things you're you're not gonna appreciate all those flavors. So can't do that. The Maverick. Um, while I do like it. It uh, to me when when I'm throwing it, it it really is only a turnover disc for me. Um, I, I don't when I snap at full power, I can't get the straight straight flight like I can with some of the other discs in my bag. I really just get Heiser flip to turnover, and um, but I I really do like it, and I think there's gonna be a lot of people out there that that could really benefit from this disc, especially if you're working on your driving form as a beginning player and, and you're trying to get yourself above 300 feet. I think the Maverick is something that people need to check out. Yep. So, all right. What's your, so uh, we got, we're basically went over four here. Went over four, you know, so it's, it's an ice man, you know, uh, <laughs> hell of a pilot, you know, just not, not the top of the class. <laughs> You know, not good enough, like pretty darn good. Just, but he has excellent beer taste. I mean, his favorite beer, Arctic Devil. Oh no, no, he's he's, he's on point on that. You know, he just, you know, he's he's no Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, he's no Maverick. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. All right. So he gets a, a nice man. Well, that's all we got for you in this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Uh, I, I would implore you to become a Patreon subscriber. We uh, do record a pre-show before every single episode, and we put those out to our Patreon subscribers. It is like a second Disc Golf Podcast every week. Check it out, patreon.com slash Disc Golf Podcast. Uh, become a supporter today and get access to they what call, is now they like... They call them patrons. Yeah. Get, and you'll get access to what is now like, God, like, 30 episodes 30 plus i think we're like probably something 35. along those lines so you instantly if you if you run through our our catalog you instantly can get uh, a hold of a whole new set of ridiculous podcasts um about a whole number of things uh just just general general craziness uh certainly uh we put explicit tag on this podcast uh the pre-show i, I, I not safe for work certainly yeah, yeah, no, totally. Our podcast is explicit. You can listen to it like on a speaker low volume at your at your work, and it's fine. No one's gonna be offended. The pre-show, you gotta pop them headphones. In. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And pop some earbuds in, and it's okay. Maybe don't play it when uh, taking your kids out of the course. So, yeah, but check us out there, Patreon.com/slash This Golf Podcast. Because you'll, you'll laugh too hard. And then uh, call our Raptor Range seven zero seven nine three nine five four seven six. 
we will uh, put you on the show, make fun of you, and if you do a really good job, we'll send you a disc. Right, only if it's a great call or a horrible call. <laughs> and if we don't put you on the show, it means it wasn't a great call, so don't fuck us about it. But, uh, but we still love you. But we love and you. And we appreciate it. Very, very much. And uh, I think that's it. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. You can find us very easily. We just call podcast. Thank you very much. We'll catch you guys next week. Get out there this weekend and do stuff and stuff. Like that.